0: Welcome to The
1: Square, your podcast from the Iowa League of Cities, bringing you current and important topics from the communities across the state to your city's square. With your host, Mickey Shields, the Assistant Director of Membership Services at the Iowa League of Cities, and Bethany Kreil, the League's Communication Coordinator. Our hosts bring you topics that matter to your town square. We are
0: back, Bethany. We, we are. are. We're back for
2: We're back another. for the Council Bluffs. We're back for another episode of The Square. That's We're back. That's right.
0: It's good to be back. Um, Council Bluffs was wonderful. The annual mm-hmm. conference is always a lot of fun. And this year was no exception to that. We had, did a lot of great workshops. We had a lot of great general session, session speakers. Um, a lot of great city work was showed off. And uh, we also got to meet a lot of fun exhibitors who do work for cities. Yeah. So um, we, we should first mention the All-Star Community Awards. And if you yes. want to give a quick... Shout out to those cities.
2: Yeah, so we, in our last episode, we talked about the Lisbon, Bondurant, and Marion, and the winners um, that the judges picked, but at the conference, um, we got to find out who the People's All-Star Community Award winner was, and that was voted on by all of you on Facebook, and um, the city of Seymour beat out the city of Carroll and 18 other communities for that honor. It's a small community of about 710 people, and they got like 1,900 likes on their photo on Facebook, which was pretty impressive. I think uh, Carol had 1,800. So it was still, still close, but um, Seymour did a great job. And all of those communities um, have done awesome things.
0: Yeah, and I'd say also to all the folks that applied for the awards, mm-hmm. p- apply again for one thing and apply next year. Others that listen to this, there's a lot of great work going on, and it was fun. It's fun every year to award those folks and those communities that are doing so, so much uh, great work. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. I think the 2019 the, process has already begun.
2: Yep. The 2019 application is already online. It's for projects completed in the 2018 calendar year. So mm-hmm. we're more than halfway through that year. I'm sure cities have already tackled some really awesome projects. And it's fun to win, but I think it's also fun to have your project highlighted. That's it's right. It's always fun to win. Especially in front
0: of your peers. I think everybody but, likes to see the, see the mm-hmm. great work and you know, pat a, get a pat on the back from their Friends and colleagues is always fun. Right. We should also recognize this year's Hall of Fame inductees. Yes, we uh, had two awesome Hall yeah, of Fame inductees this year. Yeah. Um, former Mayor of Carlisle and former board uh, member, board president, mm-hmm. Ruth Randleman, yep, was awarded uh, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, and she
2: was very surprised. I think. <laughs> yeah. Very surprised. So. For staff,
0: we should just mention quickly, that's one of the greatest things, because uh, we all know yes. who it's going to be, because yes. we get this set up ahead of, ahead of time, of course. And there's always a process to get these inductees to the conference, but...
2: Without telling them that they're getting this honor, right. And And a lot of
0: times they bring families, so we make sure that their family's aware, but we keep it a secret, of course. Yes,
2: we had to hide Ruth Randleman's twin in our storage (laughs) room at conference, and I think it surprised a few staff members because they look and sound very, very similar. Yeah, we had to do a double take. Yeah, people who were in on the the surprise were like, oh, no, you... (laughs) It was ruined, but it wasn't. It was just her twin sister.
0: Yeah, so that was certainly well-deserved. And our other uh, inductee, Kelly Hayworth, the city administrator in Coralville, who uh, I know personally, I worked for the city of Coralville, and we'll hear from him later uh, when we do some interviews. And uh, that was a great award. One of the uh, just foremost city managers in Iowa, he's done some tremendous work. Anybody who's been to Coralville over the last three decades since he's been there has seen the progress, seen the improvements made, mm-hmm. and, um, and beyond that, been a that, great mentor for you. Right? Absolutely, yeah. To the day, he, he taught me. I always say uh, I made a ton of mistakes in my <laughs> five plus years in Corville and he had the patience to uh, allow me to try things and make those mistakes. Uh, but a lot of what I know, I owe to him.
2: Well, a fun fact about that: Marilyn Dell, who was our board president during the awards banquet and for most of the conference, said that his wife was on the city council when they hired. Kelly Hayworth and people said kind of the same thing you just said about yourself about him. Why are you hiring this young guy? We need <laughs> someone with experience. We need someone with and Kelly's just really taken that community in and grown at leaps and bounds. So that's
0: right. Yep. He was hired on August 8th of 1988.
2: Mm-hmm. More so than 30 years.
0: I don't know if there's some kind of like zodiac thing there or what that <laughs> is, but it's been a heck of a ride for Kelly and for him to receive this award, I know he was also pretty surprised but also very yes. uh flattered and, and um potentially thankful. speechless yeah yeah that's right so a couple other things we want to mention just to give a sense of what the conference what other things we did one of the great uh, and more fun things I think anybody would talk about our attendees that go to the conference each year the president's reception yeah and this year we were at Tom Hannafin Park Rivers Edge Park mm-hmm. in Coralville or Council Bluffs and if anybody has not been to that park, you've got to check it out. The yeah. pavilion is amazing. You get to oversee the Missouri River. And it's just the the, the Bob Carey Bridge it crosses the Missouri River, yeah, the pedestrian bridge. Yeah, it's a bridge.
2: beautiful setting. We do have some pictures on Facebook from the president's reception. And then we had a bike tour that kind of went through that area right. earlier in the day. So we do have some pictures on our Facebook conference album. But and it's that's so one of the coolest really things great. about our
0: conference is that we get out and go to see the, mm-hmm. these community attractions and mm-hmm. so the bike tour the president's reception yeah. there's all that, so beyond the learning beyond the networking. you get to you get to enjoy that host city so uh, that president's reception also featured some amazing fireworks I think everybody yes, there was shocked J&M at displays. how yeah. amazing that display was from J&M
2: and we had an awesome band right Ophonic.
0: yeah and so. that's another band to check out and there was also some really impressive dancing Yes. I'd have to say
2: there was some really <laughs> impressive dancing, especially by our executive director.
0: Yep, he uh, <laughs> puts on a show. Now it's an annual expectation. Yes, he's kind of boxed himself into a corner, so every year people are, if there's nothing else to uh, see at our conference, come for that.
2: Well, <laughs> I'm I sure he'll appreciate us you, saying that. I think you should come for the training and that the too. other stuff, but seeing Alan dance is just a perk. <laughs> That's
0: right. So uh, as <laughs> Bethany said, all a lot of information. Uh, presentations, handouts from this year's conference—you can find online photos. We'll cover that in Cityscape as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Facebook page, Twitter page, so stay connected. Um,
2: we also have um, our home rule luncheon or our luncheon featured home rule, and we did a what I thought was a pretty interesting video on the history of home rule, and that's on our YouTube channel. So yeah, we check we just that, put out that out too. There. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, we put a lot of work into that. We had some great uh, interviews with folks who are around Bob Jostin, Ivan Weber, mm-hmm. um, a couple city attorneys that mm-hmm. know Home Rule from ex- its entire existence. So that video is a nice walk back through time and also the, 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 the importance of it that continues today. Yeah. So today's, are this month's episode, we're going to really um, feature some interviews from the Exhibit Hall Annual Conference, kind of a special episode in that sense that we captured what it's like to be in the exhibit hall, the fun that it takes place, and um, the different folks that attend our conference each year. So we're gonna start with some interviews from the exhibit hall annual conference, which is a place where you get to meet a lot of great people from around the state, and I think these interviews will kind of show what those conversations are like.
2: Yeah, it's like a preview of the networking you missed.
0: All right, so we are with Dylan Mulfinger, the city administrator of Old
3: Yep. How are you, sir? Uh, doing great today, Mickey.
2: How are you
0: doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining the square. Uh, this will be our third episode, and we're
3: recording live from the 2018 annual conference in Council Blast. Dylan, how's your uh, conference experience going so far? You know, Mickey, it's actually one of my first conferences for the Iowa League of Cities. Uh, been in Iowa for about four years now, uh, but now i experienced the league, and of course I picked the one furthest from my city to go to, right. uh, so that was a heck of a drive today, but loving that they go around the cities and uh, go around the state and really enjoying uh, the conference. A lot of good people here today. Cool. Well, we
0: would appreciate you
3: making that trek down here to Council Bluffs. So I'm sure it's going to be worth your
0: while. Uh, a little bit of background. Now, you were originally an Iowa boy, right?
3: Yeah. Actually, I grew up outside of Sioux City, uh, worked part-time summers for cities, and went to UNI for public administration. Then went down to University of Kansas. Go Jayhawks! <laughs> Rock Chalk! Yep. And uh, got into Oskaloosa as a management analyst and I uh, felt that I was ready to really take on a bigger role and went up to o in a great community, about 6,000, and I've been there for two and a half years, just going really well. Cool.
0: Yeah, I heard a lot of great things about o and your work there. Um, so tell me a couple things about what you guys have been up to this summer and which maybe you haven't come down, uh, down the road here soon.
3: Yeah, so we are really, uh, we're putting a lot on staff right now, which is exciting. Uh, they were ready to do some work and we were ready to get things done. Uh, biggest thing right now is uh, going into rental inspection. Yeah. Uh, it's required in Iowa if you're $15,000. we are only 6000 but we feel there's a need there. Right. And housing is huge across Iowa. You know, Mickey, that oh, yeah. every conference we go to, they're talking about yeah. it. And so we're really working on that, and uh, we're going to push forward on that. Um, but we're going to we're going to do a lot of policies that just improve the housing, um, really get those up to snuff because we got to bring people in. Uh, we got a battery factory, East Penn, one of the biggest investments in northeast Iowa in a long time. Yeah we got to get those people in old They did a recent right. survey and basically showed that half their uh, workforce was living outside of old We got, we had to capture that. Yeah, as absolutely. A community. And so that's number one. And uh, just continuing to work on things that uh, we can hopefully a little bit more betterment. I always say we're just taking footsteps in the right direction. Yep. Keep it going.
0: Dylan, thanks for stopping by, man. It's good to um, see on you. The podcast. All right. Give it a Anytime, listen. Maggie. All right. Take care. Thanks.
2: All right, I'm here with John. Is it John Westergaard yes. from Lakeview, Mayor of Lakeview? Mayor, how are you doing at conference today? I'm
4: doing wonderful.
2: Wonderful. What are you looking forward to at the event?
4: Well, I'm looking for information yeah, yeah. that always helps the city, uh, like nuisance abatements, TIFF, stuff like that. We're doing a sewer plant, so. We're past the engineering study on that, but we just want to stay up to speed, you know.
2: Yeah, always. Yeah. these conference are always good for that. What else yep. is doing? Like you're doing a sewer study. What else is going on in your community? Well, this
4: year at Memorial Day, we opened up a $150,000 splash pad. Wow! And the kids love it. Uh, and we also just put in a, a large chair that's seven feet tall, three people can sit on. It has lake view on the bottom, so you can see where your head your picture taken.
2: Oh, fun. I
4: made that chair. So.
2: You did? <laughs> yeah, I made the chair. Are you a woodworker? Is yes. it wood? Yes, wood. Wow, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah, and
4: we have a lot of stone concert series on the lake. We've, we fixed up some historical piers that were made during the Depression, and we redid our bike arch. It has bike arches that are cut out now, and they're lit up at night. The arch is lit up. That's awesome. Uh, we do a lot of things. A
2: lot going on in Lakefield. Yes. Well, yes. thanks for stopping $1 by, $1 by $1 the league booth, and we appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. yep. Well, Mayor Walsh, thanks for stopping by the square.
5: Thank you, Bethany. Good to be here.
2: It's good to have you. Thank you so much for hosting this conference in your city, too. Yeah,
5: we're so happy to have the uh, cities from throughout Iowa come to the league's conference here in Council Bluffs.
2: We're really happy to be here. Your staff was huge. Wendy was a great to yes, work with.
5: She does great job.
2: We've heard of wonderful things about the bike tour. We're having a lot of fun here in your city. I hope they get it
5: straightened out. I know they are calling today checking on. <laughs> so, if, uh, if you're on the bike tour and you go the wrong direction, it's not our fault.
2: <laughs> well, technically it is, but that's okay. We won't blame you. Uh, so, what's new in Council Bluffs?
5: Well, you know, there's a lot going on in Council Bluffs and throughout the entire metropolitan area. The, the riverfront's a big development topic, uh, in addition to the new 290 apartments and a 72,000 square foot office building, a new parking garage, and... 30 new townhomes. Uh, We are working together with Omaha to revitalize the riverfront and uh, recently announced between the two communities about a $320 million improvement to the riverfront. uh, Wow. To really make it a destination for not only the metropolitan area, but throughout the region. So we're excited about that, and that should happen probably over the next ten years.
2: And we'll get to see kind of that work in progress at the president's reception we, on Thursday night, right, yeah, when, we'll at, we'll the be down at the pavilion.
5: Riverfront, uh, overlooking the Omaha skyline. And while it had not started yet, you can really get a feel for what it's going to look like.
2: Soon. Yeah, awesome. So in addition to being our host city, you've also been a long-time board member, league board president. Can you tell us a little bit about your well, involvement with the
5: league and being on the league board and stuff? Sure. It's, all, all cities need a little help with uh, legislative issues, with organizational issues, uh, um, with best practices, and, and the league certainly provides that. And so it's great to be part of an organization that looks out for its constituency, and, and that certainly describes the Iowa League of Cities.
2: Cool. Anything else you'd like us to know, Mayor Walsh? No, I
5: don't think so. uh, Welcome to Council and I hope everybody has a great time.
2: Thank you. Thank you. So those are just a few of the really awesome people that we got to talk to in the exhibit hall. But before we hear some more, we're going to take a break and do uh, a Your Questions Answered segment. So are you ready, Mickey? I have a question for you.
0: I hope so. Bring it on.
2: Okay, so we um, got a question from Darwin Graham from Toledo. He emailed us at the square at IowaLeague.org and you all can send your questions too, um, but I'm just going to read a portion of his question for you. It says, I have a question regarding how cities could or should handle citizen complaints. Is there any distinction to be drawn between the different ways that complaints can be voiced and heard from citizens? Does a handwritten note or an email carry more weight than a verbal comment made at the grocery store? What about comments on social media? And then he continues, are there any resources or best practices out there for cities to be able to manage complaints in an organized and responsive way? How can a city make its citizens feel heard about these issues, but not over promised results that can't be delivered? Uh, I feel like this is He's not the only one with this question. So what is the answer, Mickey?
0: (laughs) No, and that is a great question. And thanks to Darvin for sending that in. That is something that comes up in nearly every community, large or small, every corner of the state. And it's one of the toughest parts about being a city official, whether you're elected or staff, you're simply you're going to get complaints and citizens Um, For better or worse, they're going to look at the city government as a potential resource or a solution for their complaint. Now, obviously, if it's something related to the city, you need to refield that complaint and, and take action in some way, whatever's appropriate. But in terms of the complaint itself, what we would recommend is to have some kind of formal process. And many cities have found it beneficial to have a form, an actual form to fill out. So if you receive a comment, if you're at the grocery store, you're at the park and some citizen comes up to you, you 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 can take that complaint and you can write it down but what many cities would say is you need to if you want to make this formal and you want the city to actually be responsive you need to go to city hall or go online and fill out our citizen complaint form and more to the point many cities uh, also require a citizen that wishes to file a complaint to include their name and address It'd be, the reason for that is that helps weed out some of those frivolous complaints that cities sometimes get uh, if somebody's willing to put their name and address down, that probably means it's legitimate, and that they want to see some action taken.
2: So, what about on social media? The city has a Facebook page. You have a personal Facebook page. Right. How do you handle that? You don't want right. to, you There's, know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's many wonderful things about social media, and cities can use uh, social media accounts effectively, and many of them do. Uh, but there is also some downside, as we all know and it can be a forum for negative comments, misinformation, and it's, it's no different when it comes to municipal government. We see cities experience that and have trouble with it. With social media, the first thing I'd say is have a policy, uh, especially for your own use, your own city use of Facebook or Twitter or what have you. That governs your use to so make sure your city staff and elected officials are using any city accounts appropriately and staying on point, and it really should be about sharing information and not engaging in some kind of Uh, verbal warfare with somebody, Uh, but it also gives you the the ability to take down comments that are profane or negative or violent or threatening in some way. You want the ability to do so. There's really no place for that on a city social media page. Um, Something that always comes to mind when when this uh, type of topic comes up is a a famous quote uh, that says something like, uh, don't wrestle with pigs. Uh, You'll both get dirty, but only one of you likes it. So when people are using a city's social media page to just throw stones, you need the ability to shut that down. So it's, it's a balancing act, no doubt about it. I think every city out there wants to be responsive. They want to be transparent. Mm-hmm. They want to engage their citizens in every way possible. But at times it can go negative. So you've got to have the right mechanism to handle that appropriately.
2: Mm-hmm. And just to pull this back to conference, I think we had a workshop Um, that Mayor Walsh from Council Bluffs moderated. And actually, uh, those of us who went to conference a little early to get things set up had dinner with Mayor Walsh. And I think in the couple hours that we were at dinner with him, um, there were several citizens that stopped by to talk to him about a fountain that wasn't shooting as high (laughs) as as they thought it should or you know, just a whole bunch of array right. of things in his cities. And he was just sitting there having a nice dinner. Yeah, just um, having
0: a dinner. And somebody recognizes him, yep. of course, because he's the mayor. And he's right. before that, he's a long-term, long-time term, council yep. member. So, you know, he's well-known around the community. Yeah, and, and they just stopped they by. Just stopped by and, and But he
2: did moderate a workshop at conference mm-hmm. uh, called, I think, Dealing with Living in the Fishbowl, which essentially... Advice for Working in the Fishbowl. Yes, bowl. that's right. it, where they did talk a lot about social media and how to en- engage their um so right. I mean.
0: And he and, and Jody Flaherty from Missouri Valley, a city clerk in Missouri Valley, uh, led that session. And we'll actually hear from her in our second segment of interviews from the exhibit hall. But that was, I think, extremely valuable to people to just how do you deal with this, especially mm-hmm. with the advent of social media? It's such a challenging aspect now of, of city government. Again, cities big and small. Mm-hmm. You want to be out there. Your, your folks, your citizens are on to social media. So you want to meet them to provide them the information they need. But it does open up this window of mm-hmm. potential problems. So you've got to have a way to manage that.
2: Well and I really like Darwin's question. it comes from a place of wanting to hear people out and wanting to make sure that voices right. are heard appropriately. So thanks for your question Darwin. we really appreciate it. Um, anyone else can send their questions to us at the square at iowaleague.org. Or you can call us and say you want to leave a, a voicemail yeah. for the square and we're we can still waiting play for that first. Vo-
0: yeah we want to hear some voicemails. You can hear your own voice on the square fantastic right i know you can become a star
2: you know mickey i don't know if i would call us with a question if it were me i don't love hearing my voice (laughs) on the square no
0: oh there's gotta be somebody out there
2: (laughs) no we would love to take your questions
0: that's right so we're gonna do a few more interviews with folks from the exhibit hall and i think we're gonna get kicked off uh, with, with kelly hayworth from corville and again uh tip a hat to him for his hall of fame induction yes and uh, he has some nice uh, words of wisdom
2: well here. and we recorded this before he knew he was <laughs> a right. hall of fame winner so it was a little sneaky it was hard for we me to knew what was coming that. and he did not <laughs> yeah
0: well we are here with kelly hayworth the city administrator city manager of Corvallis. yeah and on a personal note um, i started my career in municipal government working for kelly in the city of corville and uh, despite Kelly's tutored
1: <laughs> leadership, I
0: survived. No, I'm, just, I'm kidding.
1: Yeah, well, and we haven't been the same since. <laughs> Things only got better <laughs> since I <laughs> left, right?
0: No, in truth, it was a, uh, an incredible experience for me. Anyone uh, breaking into city government, uh, working for a community like Coralville that had the great support from the mayor and council, and then also a city manager that had a vision uh, to build that community and, and make it what it is today, and it's still improving. It was a tremendous experience for me, and I know a lot of staff that is same for them.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, that's how we really um, have been able to make some successes, as having people like you and new and young people and people that are new to the community. It helps things a lot, you know, yeah. and we learn and find out what we sh- things that we should know, you know, about our community. So it's a good way to learn from people. Yeah. And so
0: when I, was, I grew up in Iowa City, and... When I was a kid, Corville was probably 5,000 in population maybe in the yeah. 1980s, yeah. somewhere in that neighborhood, and today, Corville is over 20,
1: Yep, that's right.
0: 20,000 in population, and I think anybody who's traveled the state has seen that growth and seen that uh, the improvements all around throughout the entire community. So what's that been like as a city manager, uh, working with the council, working with citizens, working with developers? On getting all of that together, because it's 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 great to see the progress, but a lot of work goes into
1: it. Yeah, but it's been a lot of fun, and what's really cool is that the community embraces the growth and the changes, right. and they look forward to it, and they want to always know what's the next thing that's going to yeah. happen. So that's that's the really cool thing. It's not people that say we want the we don't want change, we don't want we want everything to stay the same. So that's been really cool.
5: Yeah,
1: to have that um, that's- that um, acceptance and. Um, So people are really from the community are embrace newcomers, and um, we do get a lot of change from people, new people moving in and out because of the university influence, and so that's a good thing. Yeah, and I know you guys
0: work hard on engaging citizens because you have new people coming in, and you want to get their thoughts and ideas on the things that they want to see the city be doing. And um, how do you guys go about that? Getting citizen surveys town hall meeting kind of things?
1: We do a lot of town hall meetings. We do a lot of very informal um, gatherings. You know, we might be in a restaurant. We might be in a brew pub. We right. might be, and we invite people in to see what's happening. And um, that seems to help to take come outside City Hall and meet people in a different location. And so that's been a really good thing uh, for us to be doing. And uh, we want to do more of that. And one of the things that we have been struggling with is how to do different types of communication because people don't read the newspaper anymore, or right. reporters don't come to council meetings. Yeah. And so we've been looking at how can we do things differently to make sure people still know what's going on in the community.
0: Right. I think it's a good tip for cities, large or small. You can do those things and engage your citizens. Um, one last question here. What do you enjoy about the league's conference? And- workshops and I know you've gone to a number of them over the years and we appreciate that of course.
1: Well, the two things that I get out of it, one is to see people from all over the state and get reacquainted and find out what's going on and hopefully we learn something that we can steal from them that we can use in Coralville, so that's a good thing. And um, the league does a great job of bringing good speakers. Yeah, on all kinds of topics. And I was on the way over here, my mayor was reading me all the different topics we could go to, and we were kind of planning out what we're going to do. And uh, it's amazing the people that are coming to the league conference to speak and share their expertise.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we work hard on that, so it's good that people are, are taking advantage. Uh, one last note to our listeners uh, took the kids, our, my, I have two children. And I took him on the Hawkeye Express, uh-huh. which t- starts in Corville, goes winds its way through town, and ends up at Kinnick Stadium. So, anytime, whether you're a Hawkeye fan or not, you've got to check that out. It's one of the coolest things that the city of Corville ever did, along with Iowa City and UI, yep. and getting that together. And it, one of the coolest things also about it is that beyond getting to the game is that you get to see the, the, all the progress being made throughout town, right? Yeah,
1: you can. It's You see all over and see what's happening, and that's an awesome way, for, especially for kids that don't oh, today get to ride a train. Absolutely. This is a cool way to do it. Yeah, kids under 12 are free, I and mean, it's yeah. one of
0: the coolest things you can do. So, so just
1: put your kids on there all right. night long. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, to ride it all day. All right, thanks, Kelly. Yeah. Thanks for
0: stopping by. Let's see ya, Mickey. All right. Well, we are very lucky to have Jody Flaherty from Missouri Valley and Jane Smith from Harlan join the square for a little live uh, interview from the 2018 annual conference. First of all, how are you both doing?
2: Great. We're doing great, Great. thanks. Conference has been wonderful so far.
0: Thank you for saying so. I'm glad you're enjoying your experience. Now, what is it about, and Jane will start with you, uh, about the annual conference that you like? What do you enjoy about it? Just
2: learning new things, uh, meeting uh, peers, and networking with everyone. The yeah. educational experience is you wonderful.
0: A pigs, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's great. And Jody, how about
2: you? I like the variety of topics you have. I they fit for both large and small cities, councils, mayors, clerks. It's just a wonderful variety.
0: Yeah. So um, both of you are originally from Iowa, right? Yes. yes. And where'd you guys grow up?
5: I grew up in Pocahontas. Pocahontas? I
0: grew up in Dow City. Dow City, yeah. So Looking out across all these different folks here from small-town Iowa, big-city Iowa, Uh, I think sometimes we get a rural-urban divide, and people talk about that. One of the things about the annual conference, it brings everybody together. So it's fun, I think, to talk to folks from different parts of the state. And do you guys pick up on that?
2: I think it doesn't matter if you're large or small. You still have a lot of the same issues, and uh, the ways to address it and to— answer those, some of the questions that we have, they they can be geared towards large or small cities. I agree. It's wonderful to actually talk to people who have been in the same situation that you've been in and get ideas and uh, opinions from other individuals. Right.
0: Well, Jane and Jody, thank you very much for stopping by. I know I put you on the spot, but uh, the square appreciates you and uh, I'm sure we'll be uh, talking to you very soon. Thanks for all the work you do
2: with the league, Mickey. My yes. pleasure. Thanks,
0: uh, Mickey. All right, thanks, guys. We're going to jump in real quick here and do a new segment. Uh, this starting this month, and that is going to we're going to talk to some different league staff and interview them. And we're going to start this off with our newest league employee, Daniel Stalder.
2: All right, Daniel, um, it's your first league conference. How's it going?
6: It's going great so far. Thank you you for having me, yeah. Yeah,
2: so you're the league's, probably one of the league's newest employees. I am,
6: that's right. I am the Government Affairs Outreach Coordinator, and I work under Robert Palmer in the Government Affairs team.
2: So what does the Government Affairs Outreach Coordinator do for the league? Uh, So this is a newer position, That is
6: correct, Yes. So uh, one of my main responsibilities is to connect uh, city officials with their legislators and make sure that we have working relationships so that when it comes time to uh, be at the Capitol and during session, uh, that we can protect things like home rule. We can make sure that we are uh, keeping the city's interests at the front of the conversation during the legislature.
2: So have you met a lot of city officials already have, at the conference? I yes.
6: Um, it's amazing. There's 942 cities in Iowa, and each one, each city has several city officials, and so the crowd is packed, and it's great to meet everybody enjoying uh, the conference.
2: Yeah. What are you looking forward to most about the conference?
6: Um, I am looking forward to just meeting people as we go. You know, I haven't met anybody here, and so it's always fun to meet new people and see sort of where their perspectives are as we travel the state. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, what, what are you looking forward to most about the league?
6: Um, looking forward most about the league—that's a good question. You know, um, this is the I first time. I feel like they
2: should have asked you this in the interview.
6: <laughs> I think I probably had an re- answer ready for it in the interview at least. Um, you know, uh, I think starting something in government affairs is really great. I think that it's a, a platform to really do some good, great work. And so, working at the league is an opportunity to do all that.
2: Yeah. So grassroots advocacy—here you go. That's come.
6: right. Yep. Absolutely. Watch out, Iowa. Yeah. Well,
2: we're yeah. glad to have you on board. Thanks Thank you for very much. stopping by the square. I, I appreciate being here. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. I feel like that was a little unfair to Daniel because I did sit in (laughs) on his interview and he did answer that question very well in the interview. Uh, Uh, But no, it's great to have him on board and we look forward to um, introducing you to some more of the league staff as we continue that segment.
0: Absolutely. So I think we have a couple more interviews to hear from uh, the exhibit hall, a couple more live interviews, and then we'll come back and wrap things up. Sounds good.
2: All right, we're here in the exhibit hall with Decorah. We have the city manager, Chad Bird, and Wanda Hemismith, the city clerk treasurer, right? Yep. All right, so what are you guys looking forward to most at the conference? Your conference veterans, what are you looking forward to most? Learning whatever we can, um, learning new things, talking
7: to the vendors, seeing what's out there that, that we can learn from and, and do differently. The networking was always wonderful, too. It's great to yes. meet new people and connect with old friends, especially, uh, you know, those that you don't get to see very often from different parts of the state. So um, the Succession Leadership class today was great. We're just looking for more stuff tomorrow.
2: Yeah, awesome. So we're in the exhibit hall, and you guys are dressed to the tee. Like, you guys are the quintessential Western wear, I feel like. <laughs> if we had a best dress, you might win. This is awesome. Um, you need to add that. Yeah. <laughs> so, what else is new in Decorah? What's going on in your city? Anything specific you're hoping to like learn, or nuggets you're hoping to take back? Well, you
7: know, the economic development part is always fun, and of course, right now the microbreweries and there's three of them in Winchell County, two of them right in Decorah.
2: You have some awesome ones in Decorah. It's yeah, so much fun to be part of that great, scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So,
7: you know, one takeaway is how do we leverage that not only for economic development, but for tourism, too? And how can we just keep people coming?
2: For sure. How about you, Wanda? Well, you know, we got the garden spot of the state, so we just encourage everyone to come and visit Decorah and learn about Decorah and do all the awesome things that we have to offer there. Cool. Well, thank you both for stopping by the square. We appreciate it. Have a great event. Thank you. Thank, thank you. So, Alan, we were just talking about how <laughs> you've been uh, dunked in the dunk tank a few times tonight, but how that was your brainchild. You want to talk about what you were doing in there?
7: Uh, We uh, wanted to bring attention to home rule, and so uh, we were dunking preemption. So I was wearing a preemption t-shirt, and we were allowing people to throw balls at the uh, target and dunk me into uh, the dunk tank.
2: I feel like we should clarify. This wasn't filled with water. This was filled with ball pit balls. So now Alan knows what all of the three-year-olds at McDonald's feel like, right?
7: Exactly. Uh, And frankly, this was for the benefit of everybody because no one really wants to see the executive director in a swimsuit. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can all agree to that one. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Now, Alan, you've been doing this for a little while.
0: What do you think is, uh, why do you think the exhibit hall is always so beneficial to our attendees?
7: You know, this is a perfect opportunity for our uh, associates uh, to come in and display their wares. Uh, And really, it's about reconnecting as much as them getting maybe new prospects. Uh, Really they just want to be here, they want to be present, they want to see uh, city officials come in, they know them, they've had prior relationships with them, and so it gives them a chance to reconnect. Uh, but it also gives uh, new groups a chance to, say, uh, get to know these uh, vendors better. It's just a perfect opportunity. Uh, We've we've, we've worked around the exhibit hall, and I've I've, I've talked with uh, many of the exhibitors, and and, and they say it's been just a great opportunity. They've had great traffic, and they've really enjoyed the evening, and they're looking forward uh, to tomorrow morning.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's a really good point, that the exhibitors are great advocates for cities.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you talked to any of them. Their main mission is to serve their city clients to help them get those important projects done. So then those cities can serve their citizens even better. That is the real intent. And fortunately, in Iowa, we have a lot of great vendors and exhibitors who simply want to help communities do a better job.
2: Well, thanks for joining us on the square, (laughs) Alan. Are you going to be in the dunk tank in the morning too?
7: Uh, I don't know if I will or not, but I think we've got some board members who have agreed to uh, volunteer this uh, in the morning.
2: Well, that was a great plug for being on the league board.
7: <laughs> exactly.
2: So that last segment was Alan Kemp, our executive director, and I think he had uh, a lot of fun in the exhibit hall. And I know staff and board and other members had a lot of fun uh, trying to get him dunked in that dunk tank. I don't know if you guys heard uh, what he was saying there, but we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of home rule, um, and so Alan's idea was to dunk preemption in the exhibit hall. Just another way that we have a lot of a lot of fun in the exhibit hall. And the one thing that I would add to what he said about the great exhibitors is that um, the fees those exhibitors pay to be there really help cover the cost for our delegates, keep that registration fee for delegates down. So um, the exhibit hall is a really fun environment. We have a theme every year where people. Uh, dress up, which is really just to break the ice and break the tension and make mm-hmm. it um, a better networking experience for everyone. Um, yeah.
0: And I actually attended the conference back in the day when I was still a young buck in city government. And that was a great way to just immerse yourself, meet people in a fun environment, very relaxed environment. Mm-hmm. And and that's one of the best ways to just network. Yes, And you're not expected to learn or, or to know everything. You can just ask questions and have fun.
2: Yes, and I, I will say that people who attended our conference for the first time, I think one of the things we always hear from them is that I came for the workshops. You had a lot of great workshops planned, but really at the end of the day, what I took home was those relationships and those networking pieces. The workshops were, were great and the information was awesome and I'm glad I got it. But those relationships that I made with the, the people from across the state were even more invaluable because I can keep going back to them and asking them questions and um, collaborate with them on things. So thanks to everyone who stopped by at the exhibit hall uh, to talk to us. And um, I, think, I think we're ready for our, for our yeah, last let's do segment. It.
0: Well, I think it's time for our monthly trivia. And I know Bethany has spent a lot of time researching this to get this just right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the question is, it relates to the population ranges that we use for our All-Star Community Awards. So the question is, how many cities in Iowa fall into each of the population category breakdowns of the All-Star Awards? How many cities in Iowa have fewer than 3,000 in population?
2: Well, it kind of depends on which census you look at, <laughs> but the number that we are going with is 826. Yeah, we'll which accept different you, answers on yes. that. <laughs> but if you, if you think about there's 900 and some cities in Iowa. 942. Eight, so 826 fewer than 3,000. That is the majority of the cities in Iowa.
0: That's right. The next range is 3,000 to 10,000.
2: And there's 78 in that range, so quite a bit fewer.
0: That's right. And then finally, over 10,000 in population.
2: It's 38 cities. That's 38 right. cities in Iowa, over 10,000 in population.
0: So as Bethany said, Iowa is, is really a state of smaller communities. And mm-hmm. at the league, that is part of our focus. And everything that we do is to try to provide resources and training for all of our cities. But with a tilt at times to our uh, smaller cities because of that breakdown in population.
2: Well, and I would like to point out that even within that, I think more than half the cities in Iowa have fewer than 500 in population. That's right.
0: 485 cities in Iowa are less than 500 in population. Mm-hmm. So, majority of them fall into that range. So then we'll we'll uh, if anybody has the any answers to that, we'll still still take them. See what this uh, if we have a winner for this month's trivia
2: we won't we just gave them the answer (laughs) we won't take him mickey what are you talking about
0: and then we have another round of trivia uh for this episode
2: yeah so next next episode we're gonna uh talk with our president our newly elected president scott naman from bettendorf so we have a trivia about that
0: so the trivia question is where does the name bettendorf come from
2: yes how did the city get its name
0: that's right. Send in your questions or send in your answers, I should say, mm-hmm. to the square at iowaleague.org. Or you can call those in. Or send them in via Twitter or Facebook. Yep. And be sure to follow along with that uh, in mind on Twitter or Facebook. All of our uh, information updates there. League Weekly. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to that. Stay, stay on, in touch with uh, our website.
2: Yes. Lots of ways to connect with Cityscape. us. Cityscape. Cityscape Magazine. What am I missing?
0: there's so many ways
2: there's so many ways to connect with the league and the square
0: and the square and before we close out we want to say one uh, one more thing and that is to thank our producer engineer whatever you want to call him the
2: sound guy Ryan Beeler, who isn't really a sound guy by trade he is actually our IT professional here in the office right handles our databases and stuff I think Ryan I don't really know what you do I should, I, I should learn.
0: <laughs> but seriously, though, thank you, Ryan. Um, this wouldn't happen without his uh, behind-the-scenes work.
2: Right, and yeah. he cut together all of those clips from the exhibit hall to um, make somehow, them listenable for all of you. So, yeah, makes thanks, the entire Ryan.
0: thing listenable <laughs> somehow. <laughs> thanks again, and thanks to all of our listeners. <laughs> again, stay in touch with us. Contact us anytime you'd like, and we'll see you next month.
2: See you next month on The Square.
3: All right.